This is the Doctor. President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box. Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castabras. Hey, who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 37. Hope you guys have had a fantastic week. How have you been, buddy? Yes, I've been good. Yeah, I've been eating lots of chocolate over the bank holiday. Yeah, so I'm very good. I can't move from the sofa. Uh, How about you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I don't think I can look at another bit of chocolate at (laughs) the moment. Yeah. No, as much as I love chocolate, I concur. I, it's, um, oh, I love chocolate, but I'm sick of it already. Yeah. Did you get a Dalek Easter egg, by the way? I didn't. Oh, no. No, I saw them. I was going to buy one for myself, and I thought, oh, I don't know, because I knew I had a, a, a few eggs coming my way anyway. Um, and I thought, oh, I don't really want to be seen as buying my own Easter egg, you know. Um, <laughs> but I did see them. I, I saw you got one. You, you popped a, a picture on, didn't you? Yeah, I was going to say, if it makes you feel any better, I, I bought myself one because nobody got me a Dalek one. But I, I actually bought it um, ages ago because it was. <laughs> I remember thinking it seemed really early to be buying an Easter egg, but I wanted to get it right. while I saw it. And I'm kind of glad I did, actually, because I didn't see it after that. So, yeah, I did. But I, I bought it for myself. Yeah. And he's not, he's not, I've not opened him yet because um, I'm going to open him very carefully, even though I'll probably end up having to throw him away. But, uh, yeah, it's really nice. I do, I do think it was quite a good, good one this year. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. it was in a cool, it's cool packaging, cool little. Yeah, big Dalek sort of dome packaging. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a happy Easter. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, there it is. Nice long, nice long weekend, which was good. Yeah. And now that now that everyone's back to work, the sun's come out. I know it's very yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, it's cool because I'm off work. But I didn't want to say that and rub it in. But oh yeah, yeah, wow. that's all right. That's cool though. But it's um, it's almost it's cool time of year though. You know, with, around Easter time and the weather's getting nicer and. Uh, all we need now is Doctor Who back on the TV. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it seemed so far away, didn't it? Um, August, September. But it's uh, it's rattling round. So not that I want to wish time away. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's starting to sort of get nearer and nearer, which is good. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We're getting a few little breadcrumbs of information about it now, which is quite nice, actually. Not enough, you know, not too much. Just getting the odd little bit. So, yeah, it's good. It is good. It's quite cool having these little bits trickle through now and then because... Um, yeah, you don't really want huge spoilers come through, do you? You don't want like a big overload, and then you kind of know everything that's going on. You want to. I like I like being teased. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny actually because I I am bad for spoilers. I do I do sort of in, do like them, but I and then I get annoyed myself straight away afterwards. You know what I mean? I um I like lo- I love to sort of see pictures and know who's coming back, but then it is really great. If you watch an episode and they and you don't know and they manage to surprise you, yeah. So yeah, it is good. I mean, I, I in a way I would much prefer it if I didn't know about the episodes, but but if I didn't have a choice in it, if you see what I mean, rather than actually, you know, choosing not to to look at a spoiler because I find it very hard to resist, right? Uh, if there's a picture out there or whatever. But I mean, I didn't I didn't sort of indulge in any of the scripts and that when they were leaked. I never if there's an episode leaked or anything like that, I'll never watch it. I'd never go that far. But I do do like it if you sort of get a picture of something that's, you know, a spoiler picture if you like. I do quite like that. Yeah, me too. I don't think I'd ever Yeah. There was that thing, wasn't there, when the 
uh, was it the was it Deep Breath that was leaked? Um, yeah, a couple it did, of others. It? Yeah. yeah, when when they were leaked, I had no interest in um in 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 hunting down the. Even I, I did have a couple of people approach and say, oh, "Have you checked out the the leaked copies yet? You know, here's a link. You know, just do a search on this site for for Deep Breath, and you'll find it." I didn't really have an interest in in finding it out. You know, it's just uh, that was a step too far. Like you, I don't mind the odd picture. I don't mind the odd um, you know uh, set photo and stuff like that. But mm. yeah, because we've had a few Capaldi's costume lately showing there's a slight variation on it which i guess you could class as a spoiler it's a very minor spoiler isn't it yeah um and uh, i mean i like that sort of thing i like i like getting little bits like that i think that's that's quite cool because it's not too too much of a spoiler um and i have to say i mean you've seen the picture haven't you of him with the hoodie and the yes. checkered trousers yep. and all that and this is you know it's just quite quite nice it keeps your interest in it thinking oh you know uh, i have to say I'm, I'm not liking the amount of hoodie pictures i'm seeing i don't i'm not a fan of the hoodie Mm, it's a different it's a different vibe isn't it for for that it just doctor. seems it's, to be a bit yeah. sort of too t- trying too hard to be down with a kid somehow i'm not not convinced by the hoodie <laughs> um i'm not sure what's worse actually the hoodie or the or the sparkly slash hole jumper but anyway yeah <laughs> yeah the sparkly yeah because I, I was okay with the sparkly jumper i, I didn't, was I didn't, actually yeah i didn't mind it too much but um yeah i think the hoodie i'm not sure same as you mate it might be a it could could be a step too far. I'll tell you what I do like, though, is that mm-hmm. they it looks like he's growing his hair out a bit, a bit more wild. And I kind of like that. I don't know. It seems a bit more doctorish to be, uh, you know, to have a bit more of this wild hair rather than the sort of crop cut that he sometimes had, if you know what I mean. So I'm quite liking, yes. the look, quite liking Capaldi with this slightly more crazy hair that we're seeing. So that, that's good. There was a little um, video clip he did for... Well, I think it was for the tenth anniversary. Actually, did you see it where he was just sort of talking about Rose? It was a very short video clip. Yes, and he's just sat talking in this sort of room, mm-hmm. um, and it, there's bits of that where he reminds me of Baker, where he's doing a lot of um, really wide-eyed, crazy hair. Yeah, sort yeah. of looks. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, yeah, this is good. I like this look. You know, hmm. so I'm hoping we're going to see a bit more of that in, in Series Nine. So yeah. Yeah, talking of hair, mm-hmm. um, do you remember the episode Flatline? Yeah, I was just thinking of that, actually, when I said crop cut. Yes. Do you remember there was um, about three or four different scenes where we cut from inside the TARDIS to back outside and, and somewhere else? The hair else. kept changing, didn't it? Yeah, you had completely yeah. different... Uh, like, <laughs> what do you prefer, then? You you, you like in a big, messier... Um, I like the more zany, bit the, longer, crazy. The yeah. zanier look. Okay. Yeah, I'm liking that. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I I prefer it short. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just think he looks. I think I think he looks a bit, um, bit more refined when it when his when his hair's a bit shorter. But I do agree with you though. The zany, the larger zany hair is quite cool. Yeah, because I I remember the um, when when he was first um, announced as the Doctor and he came out. You remember that live show they did? Yes, where he grabbed the lapels. Yeah, yeah. His hair was kind of okay in that. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. So maybe maybe that length. A middle length. A middle yeah, a length. Middle, length. Yeah. I'm middle with of the you. road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you been up to anything else? Bought anything? Done anything? Um, no, been doing a bit of videoing. I've been uh, about the I bought the coin, which I mentioned last week on the podcast. I did a little video of that. Oh, cool. Um, and um, yeah, apart from that, no, not a lot. I've been quite good actually. Oh, I tell you what, I have been doing. I, I'm finally getting round to listening to Dark Eyes Four. Finally oh. got round to it. So I listened to the first part of that yesterday, 
um because i've been dying to listen to that because uh, yeah. I, I really enjoy the dark eye series and just haven't had a lot of free time but yeah finally listened to the first part of that yesterday and thoroughly enjoyed it um I, I don't think it's um i don't think it's one you could sort of jump into uh without hearing the others particularly from what i've what i've listened to so far okay. i mean you could i think you'd still enjoy it but there'd be a lot of bits where you'd be scratching your head because it obviously does follow on from the three previous ones but yeah really really enjoyed what i've heard of that so far and um i've heard it's got a sh- sort of quite shocking ending so this is another reason i thought right i must listen to this before i go and accidentally find out what this ending is because it's you know i'm bound to suddenly read it somewhere so i'm looking forward to getting to the end of the dark eyes because i think this wraps up the whole dark eyes series i think it does because yeah. there's a new um a new adventure starting later on in a year, isn't there, from Big Finish with the Eighth yes. Doctor? Is it called Doom? What's the, it called? The Doom, Doom. Coalition? No. Yeah. Doom Coalition? Something like that. Yeah, because yeah. it was... I was quite surprised when this was announced. It was only announced a week or two back, wasn't it? And I thought, oh, wow, this is good. You know, um, it almost not disappeared under the radar, but I'm, they announced it, but I'm surprised they didn't make a bigger thing of it because I think the you know, I love the McGann audios. Uh, and I'm really glad that we're getting another another batch you know, after cool. Dark Eyes, if you yeah. know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to that. I think it's September first one comes out, and then the, obviously it's the, the following one's not to the next year, but... I think so. September? Yeah. yeah. I think it's around about September, because yeah, I was looking at the pre-orders, because, um, you know, I, I like to sort of get these pre-ordered, because otherwise, if you don't pre-order it, the price jumps up, doesn't it, and you have to pay postage. It's very um, true. So I like yeah. to sort of try and get in there before the pre-order, yeah. What was it 20 quid at the moment, I think? Uh, I think it's 20, yeah. 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 It's a good yeah. price for a box set. Yeah, and then it suddenly, jump, I think it actually jumps up to 30 or 40. It does go up quite a bit, so it's worth getting it earlier. I think it's 40 pounds. It doubles in price, doesn't it? Because the next yeah. Gareth Roberts one is coming out from Big Finish next month. Oh, cool. Um, and that's 40 pounds, and that's a pre-order price. So I don't know if that jumps up to 50. But you got the first one for a really good price off Amazon, didn't you? I did, yes. Mm. Um because I'm pretty sure on the big finish site, it's still, I think it's £40 or £35 yeah. pounds still. No, it's 40 yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, and um, you can get it on Amazon for 26 So it's a um, really good price. Yeah, that's a, it's a bit of a, it's a, it's a tough one, that, because I always like to buy direct from Big Finish, because I do love getting the free um, download as well. That's it. You know, that's why I always tend to buy a direct from them. But that is quite a saving. I normally do, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. This is the first time that I haven't bought directly from them. Mm. Um, but nearly half the price. It's um, if, if it was maybe like a fiver cheaper or something like that, I wouldn't have bothered. But you know, yeah. for nearly half price, it's um, yeah. No, it's good. a good saving, and it's a good set that one. And that's another one I've still got to listen to. I need to need to get into that. I'll probably probably dive into that after I finish off Dark Eyes. Actually, did you get that on vinyl as well? Which one? No, no. I uh, what was that? No, the- no. The only one I've got on vinyl is uh, Light at the End. Yes, I think. Um, yeah, if I ever come over to your house, you might find that one missing <laughs> when the, after I've gone. <laughs> then you won't be coming. Then I won't be. That looks fantastic. I saw it in Waterstones actually, um, not this weekend, gone the weekend before. Oh really? And it was a hundred pounds. Yeah. I was like, oh, I really but, want it, but you know. But the cashier, because I, I, it was in my local Waterstones, and I kept looking at it and looking at it, um, and. I didn't buy it. And then one day I was in there and I thought, you know, I really want this. Um, and the cashier sort of convinced me because he said, well, he said, if you buy it, they do like the loyalty card. He said, and you get, you get a stamp for every time you spend 10 pounds. So he said, what I'll do is if you buy it, I'll just 
give you ten pound off. So I'll, as if you've got ten stamps. So he sort of knocked a tenner off, and that was it. It was sold. Do you know what I mean? I was like, "All oh, right, yeah. well, I'm definitely getting it. Then I'm getting it." And it's still quite expensive at ninety pound, but it's a really, really nice thing. I have to say, yeah. I do love it. it looks I, I don't regret buying it at all. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I will steal that from you. Yeah, <laughs> go and steal it from Waterstones. <laughs> yeah, go and get arrested. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're not here for the podcast next week, I'll, I'll be coming to visit you. Yeah, in jail. Yeah, my one phone call. We'll I'll, do, I'll bring you. the box set with me just to tease you on the other side of the bars. <laughs> Say, oh, just just pick this up to <laughs> have a listen. Yeah. You cruel man. I know. Um, I think we, yeah. Should we, we've waffled. We haven't. We've we, gone better, off, yeah. we better get into the news, haven't we? Let's land it. Okay. Great. Cool. First bit of news um, from Mr. Moffat himself, mm. from the horse's mouth, so to speak. <laughs> uh, he has said um, that Doctor Who will be with us on TV, that is, um, until at least 2020, he thinks. Yeah, yeah. Which is great news. It is good news. Um, I, I was a bit surprised, actually, when he came out with this. It's... Um, Stephen Moffat does have a sort of knack of just announcing things. I'm never quite sure. I always imagine sort of the BBC sort of tearing their hair out the other end thinking, oh, because he does seem to be a bit of a loose cannon sometimes. <laughs> um, He's a maverick. Yeah, 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 maverick, yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know how long Steve-O's thinking of staying for, you know, how much longer. I, I get the, you know, we all keep thinking he's going to be leaving soon and, and that sort of thing, but... But, um, you know, he's obviously still quite passionate about the show and cares about it and wants it, you know, I'm sure he wants it to be around forever like, like the rest of us. So it's great that he's, he's announcing this. Um, I mean, I don't think the BBC have commented, have they, on it? They haven't, not yet. No, no. Yeah. So he yeah. goes on to say, um, I thought it would last 10 years. Um, it's going to do a minimum of 15. Um, and this is an interview that he had with uh, Doctor Who magazine. Yeah. And... Um, so yeah, he basically just says, you know, um, that the ratings have been have been great and they've been steady since it started in two thousand and five, and he's kind of surprised because he thinks that with a lot of shows the rating go they go down after a few years and then it kind of fizzles out. Um, but he's saying no that the um, uh, as long as people looking after it are passionate, there's no reason why it can't do another fifty years, and um, yeah, so he's he's quite optimistic and um, it, it's good that. Because it, it's always nice when you've got a, a slight guarantee. I know, I know nothing's guaranteed until um, mm. the Beeb actually put their, their their seal of approval on any kind of announcement. But it's cool when you get things announced like this, like with Big Finish doing stuff up until, um, is it 20, 2020, is it? Or 20, is it them as well? They're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, that's right. Yeah, they're 2020 as well. Yeah. yeah. And now we've got this from Moffat to say that the TV show will be going on for at least another five years. It's always cool because it kind of puts your mind at rest a little bit because. You don't want to kind of drift back into that dark times that fans remember from from the eighties. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that, that's true. I think that's what it is because because of that, you know, because of what happened back then. I think fans, it doesn't take a lot to to for the nerves to set in, if you know what I mean. As soon yeah. as there's any sort of mention of a rest or a hiatus or ratings being down or anything like that, you know, you, you instantly 
instant reaction is to sort of get worried and think, oh, you know, I don't want Doctor Who to leave again. Or if there's any sort of criticism about it or if the stories are below par, you know, you do start to worry, don't you? you yes. Know, um, yeah. But I think, I mean, this, this is great. I mean, that there have been rumours floating around, you know, there always is about, you know, oh, it might have a rest or it might be taken off or, you know, when Moffat leaves or whatever. But um, although this isn't, 100% confirmed by the BBC, you know, it's pretty, to get it from Moffat, like you said, the horse's mouth, it's still pretty good, and it does, and I don't see any reason why it should disappear, it still makes the BBC a lot of money, I assume, you know, just the merchandise itself, I mean, we all know how much merchandise they they get from oh, yeah. it, so, you know, I, I don't see why they, you know, I can't think of any reason why they would sort of shelve it or give it a rest or anything like that. Well, I think you've you've pretty much paid for someone's salary, mate. <laughs> yeah, I reckon over I the have, last actually, couple yeah. of years at, at, yeah. at BBC Wales, I think you've kept somebody in a job. But um, well, I remember actually when I was having a dispute with BBC Shop over um, something that had ordered. Um, what was it? The Blu-ray set that all arrived and it was all battered and smashed, and I was having issues getting it replaced. And I remember getting really cross, thinking, "I've given you a fortune over the." You know, I was felt like sending the photos of all my collection, just saying, "Do you know how much I've spent?" You know, but uh, obviously I didn't. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I know. I mean, they, they do. There is so much merchandise out there. You know, I don't think it'd be sort of like cutting off their own arm, really, wouldn't it? If they were to ever it would. sort of shelf yeah. it, yeah. And I don't think it, you know. I think I think the only reason it would ever sort of go from the screens is if it was, you know, getting if if it if it was a losing all the viewers and b if the stores weren't good enough. So like like Stephen says in his statement, as long as it's you know got the right people making it and still got that passion, I see no reason why it can't go on and on. Indeed. Um, I've got two thoughts on this. Mm. Um, first one is with Top Gear potentially dying a death due to recent events. Yeah. Um, the BBC needs something. They, they, I don't think they can coast along on EastEnders alone, let's oh face it. Gosh, no. You know, so they need a, a flagship show in that genre, at least. Um, and like I said, with Top Gear, I don't know what's going to happen with that now. Um, you don't know. So they, they need like a real ratings puller as well as mm. a soap, you know. Um, yeah, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, I, I agree with you. And I do wish sometimes they'd, they'd get behind it a little bit more. I sometimes think they do kind of leave it because they know it's popular in fandom. I think sometimes they just leave it to the sort of fans and that to, you know, to, to carry it. And I think sometimes I think they should realise exactly what they've got and give it a bit more money and give it a bit more of a, a push, really. You know what I mean? They could really plaster it over the screen. So I think they did with Deep Breath and stuff like that. But then they kind of, after... The first episode, they kind of just let it sort of drift on its own, don't they? I sometimes think they should, yeah. you know, like you said, Top Gear. I mean, God, I guess advertised every other weekend, doesn't it? Or it did when it was on. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah I sometimes wish the BBC would sort of give, you know, get behind it just a little bit more. Yes, because it, it's, it's strange because when they, ad they advertise for a little while, don't they, before a new series starts. And then once it's up and running, you, they, you don't really see anything other than the odd TV spot. They weren't, yeah, yeah, they weren't so bad with Series 8, but I remember the second half of Series 7, um, there was no TV spots at all, uh, apart from possibly the first one. Uh, and then, because I kept thinking, this is really odd. It, it sort of worried me a little bit. There was no, nothing, you know, you sort of all, n normally around EastEnders time, you'd sort of get a little clip of Doctor Who coming this Saturday and all that. And I remember thinking there was none of that for Series 7, and it kind of worried me a bit. It was as if the BBC had sort of forgotten about it i don't know and but we, they weren't so bad with series a we did get little little teaser spots which is good yeah we had the odd tv spot didn't we but we didn't have anything um huge in terms of advertising 
Mm. Maybe they just, uh, maybe they realise they don't need to as much as other shows. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's a difficult thing because sometimes you get too much and you get sick of it. I mean, if you if you're sort of ramming it down people's throats, um, you know, it can get it can go the other way. People get sick of it, so it's difficult. But yeah, I just sometimes I'm just sometimes wonder if they sort of appreciate what they've got with Doctor Who in terms of you know what a great show is obviously, and and also the following it's got because I sometimes wonder if it's just a bit of a sort of pound sign to them, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, read you, man. Mm. Um. Yeah, so I'm wondering, you know, the BBC they do need, you know, a, a very a high flying show like this because let's let's face it, if they haven't got, um, if they haven't got something else uh, going on, because it's not a great, I don't know, is is um Sherlock on the BBC? Is that a BBC yeah. show? Yes, BBC. Yeah. yeah okay, well, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, that's coming back for a special, and then I think we've got a couple next year. So that's you know yeah. that's very sort of spaced out, isn't it, in terms of the time? Yeah. Um, and anyways, yeah, and also um, I think that Doctor Who is still gaining momentum. You know, I don't think that because I think in terms of UK fans um, who have been around for, for for a long time since you know the classic era, um, I think um, globally Doctor Who is still gaining momentum as well, which I think was one of the the justifications for doing the world tour. Yeah, possibly, stuff. yes. Yeah. You know, so I think, um, you know, obviously there's things like with storylines and stuff, there's still a lot to tell. You know, Doctor Who is far from done. I think there's donkey's years worth of stories left to tell. Um, but I think, you know, as other countries start to, you know, really get into it, um, I think America and Australia and New Zealand, I think they've been into it for a long time. But some, some other lesser known countries are really embracing it now, like Brazil, Mexico, um, some parts of Asia, they're really getting into it as well. So I think yeah. there's, there's a lot to do. And Steve-O so. says like, the rating, international ratings have, have gone up, which is, That's right, yeah, yeah. like you said, it doesn't feel like it's running out of steam. It feels quite the opposite, actually. Yeah. I think that is, the, that is the great thing about a show like Doctor Who. Uh, it's just very, I can't think of any other show like it, really. And it can, because of its format, it's, it's just limitless, you know, even in terms of the lead actor and stuff like that. Very few shows like that where you can keep sort of making it fresh and, and changing the dynamic and you know you know i think that's one of the good things about it really yes so yeah so let's let's uh yeah let's hope it does go on or not well it will it will go on course, i can't you know even if it was to take a rest in another five years it would still come back i can't ever imagine you know doctor who not being on the screens reminds me of something toby haydoke says actually he can't bear the thought that because he's um you know, he's such a sort of completist and he has to watch every episode, you know. And he, he was saying on one of his stand-up shows, he can't bear the thought of Doctor Who, of Doctor Who carried on after he's dead. You know, he said, <laughs> you know, it's, it's almost inevitable that it will happen, but the, the thought of it is, you know, unbearable. And I kind of concur with that. I keep, not not to be morbid, but it's one of those things. So I want the show to go on, but it's uh, almost saying, oh, no, I'd, the thought of not <laughs> seeing, you know, where the show goes in 2050. Can you imagine? That's nuts, actually. Yeah, to think it's that crazy. Far ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Safe to say, it should be around for a while. Yes, according to Moffat. According to Moffat. Yes. Yeah. Um, in other news, uh, Doctor Who on BitTorrent uh, legally. <laughs> I like this. I like the fact they put that in the headline. Legally. Legally. Uh, does that yeah. suggest it's kind of? Well, I suppose it probably has been floating around illegally all over the place. Probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it has. I think, um, especially with the newer stuff. Of Doctor yeah. Who, when it's it's so easy to uh, to obtain that in various ways, whether it's through physical media or iPlayer, anything like that, it's easy to to pinch and search and get that stuff. And 
just file share and all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm assuming mm. it's um, there's loads of Doctor Who on that stuff, but this yeah. is quite a this is quite a, a good um, and bold step, I would say, by BBC America. Yeah, you yeah, because I I'd really yeah because it's um, it's it's bit bit Torrance the actual company, isn't it? And it's BBC yeah. Worldwide that have actually announced they've got this collaboration with them. So, because yeah. that's the thing that threw me, it's twelve dollars, which is about what eight pounds, eight seven, eight quid. Yeah, yeah. So, what? Um, I assume, even though it's dollars, is this something we can get in the UK? Because I don't know a lot about BitTorrent. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Well, it's kind of like I said, it was a bold move because whenever you read anything or hear the word BitTorrent, you immediately you know go to the illegal thing because that's just what it's known for. It's um, yeah, you know, it's famous for the whole file sharing you know, um, uh, ob- obtaining movies and music and stuff illegally. So it, it's quite it's it's quite bold for them to be associated with it. And it's a really good, actually, it's a good step to try and make people aware of just how cool, you know, the whole BitTorrent technology can be because it's been around for donkey's years, completely legal. Mm. Um, because, you know, back in a day when, um, uh, when like computer software was, you know, too big to fit on a disc and you didn't want to have to get it posted, especially with old things. I don't want to go too te- techie, but old things like Linux and stuff like that. All right, um, okay. Uh, that, that's been available on, on BitTorrent for donkey's years, completely legal. And there's loads yeah. of stuff that's completely legal. So um, it's quite cool. And I think this, I think it's a good price as well. You, It's $12, like you say. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure you get nine, ten. There's ten different episodes or bits and pieces with it. Well, I was looking at the episodes you get, and um, there's some really good choices in here, and then there's some really odd choices. So, yeah, what do we get? Two, four, six, eight. So it's ten. ten. Yeah. Um, so you, uh, from series one, you get Rose, the Empty Child, Doctor Dances, Girl in the Fireplace, Blink. Mm-hmm. Then you get from the specials, End of Time, parts one and two. Hmm. I probably would have put Waters of Mars there. Um, <laughs> you get one from series five, Vampires of Venice, which I think is quite an odd choice. Series six, Doctor's Wife. Well, I suppose yeah, it's not a bad choice. Series mm. seven, Rings of Akatan. I mean, uh. what the hell? Um, <laughs> you get the Day of the Doctor. Fair enough, that's a great episode. And from series eight, they've chosen Listen, um, which again I think is an odd choice. I don't think there's some really great episodes in there, but I think some of those choices are a bit bizarre. Yeah, and there's also they've. It's hard to balance out the the choices because you don't know who's made those choices. You know, I'm assuming mm. it's um, it's be the the guys at BBC America, who have. I'm assuming BitTorrent would have had a say in, in what in what stuff would have been released. But um, it is a strange one because you would have thought that if they're going to try and, I am assuming this is the first of a few that are going to be happening like this now, because if this takes off, then, you know, they might do this as box sets in the future. So. Maybe yeah. they're just trying to give a real varied choice, and I don't know. They've got these cool little introductions as well. Um, yeah, I like the sound of that. Yeah, I like the sound of these little extras that you get with it. Yeah, so it's got the you know that you mentioned earlier the Peter Capaldi intro that he did for Rose. Mm. He that's on there. Um, in fact, they're all Capaldi. Capaldi does the introductions for Rose, Girl in a Fireplace, Vampires of Venice, and Rings of Akaten. So that's quite interesting that keep uh, Capaldi's doing those. Yeah, no, that's really good. I'd quite like to see those actually, because I, because it really comes across that he's a fan, Capaldi. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whenever he's talking about Doctor Two, it doesn't feel. 
I mean, it pro- it will be scripted, but it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like he's just reading them off the page. You can tell he's he's really meaning what he says because he he's a genuine Doctor Who fan. So I think that's quite quite a nice little added bonus to these, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're, they're good good choices in many ways, but I just would have thought for the first package, um, they would have chosen. Especially, I'm not sure I would have put Listen on there, although it's a good episode. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure it really shows the. Capaldi is the best. I probably would have put like um, uh, Flatline. I think would have been a good, much more easy watch because Listen is quite a Marmite episode. I think if you know what I mean. Listen, um, I really liked it, but I can see yeah. why. I can see why people wouldn't. It's a real um, slow burner. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's still good though. Yeah. Sorry, and um, there's another one that he does the introduction for as well. I missed one. Uh, Blink. That'd be interesting. I'd like to yeah. see that. See what he yeah. says. Um, so I'll put a link to this in the show notes to the actual BitTorrent site where you, it's got a really nice uh, page actually. The image that they've they've created for it, it looks pretty cool, um, and you can switch it over to Great British Pounds as well, um, <laughs> and it's eight pounds and three pence. Wow! If you want to buy that, and um, there's also a couple of little freebies you can download if you don't want to pay for it. So um, you can download a decade of Doctor Who, the Peter Capaldi introduction. And you can get a preview of Rose. So if you want to download those as freebies and just see what the quality is like and stuff like that, you can do that. And if you like them, you can. I mean, I might, I might buy it um, just so I've got them digitally if I want to just stick them on on the iPad or something, whatever. But it looks pretty yeah, cool. Yes, good point, actually. Yeah, I quite, I quite like having them uh, digital. I downloaded a couple from iTunes um, when they first started coming on, some of the classic ones, because I quite like, if you're on a long train journey or something, I quite like to have it, yeah. you know, on, on uh, something to watch. And um, the quality really varies on the iTunes one, so, so that would be interesting to see what these are like. I assume they'll be really quite good, I would assume. Yeah. Um, but the ones on yeah. iTunes, because uh, I downloaded The Deadly Assassin, and I think it's episode two or three, like the sound cuts out of one ear for half the, the halfway through the episode, right till the end. Oh. I remember thinking, so I contacted them saying, you know, there's a fault with this. Mm-hmm. But they never, they never did anything about it. Still, they, they just refunded me like £2 or something stupid. But yeah, I was sort of trying to get the point to across. It's not, I'm not really too worried about the refund. I'd rather you fix the episode <laughs> so that I can actually hear it. Um, but I don't know if it's still like that. I think even when they um, did the Doctors, Best of the Doctors, yeah. around the 50th, I think that was included on there. And I, I, I think it was still the same, but I'm not, I might be wrong, but... Yeah, but they do vary a bit on iTunes, which is a shame. Okay. Yeah, right. but I assume these will be pretty good. Yeah, so for eight quid, um, I mean, let's face it, for eight pounds, you're getting Rose, um, The Empty Child and the Doctor Dances, The Girl in the Fireplace, Blink, The End of Time, and Day of the Doctor. Yeah, so I mean, that is a good, it's a good yeah. price, isn't it? It's a re- actually, it's a really good price. The more I think about that, yeah, that is a really good package, actually, for the price. Even um, with a couple of duds episodes, yeah. that's good. Even with um, Rings of Akaten and Vampires <laughs> of Venice and Doctor... I mean, it's okay for eight quid. It's pretty good. I don't, do you know, I don't remember... I mean, one day we'll probably get around to reviewing Vampires. One day. One day, <laughs> got it in there. <laughs> I, I don't remember... Um, a lot of people don't like the episode. I remember thinking it was okay. But What's anyway, that? we'll get on to uh, Vampires of Venice. Okay. Yep. It's not one that I, I, I dislike like a lot of people. But uh, anyway, I digress because we'll, we'll probably review that one one day. We will do indeed. So, BitTorrent, <laughs> um, £8. We'll put a yes. link in the show notes. Go and check that out. Last up for news, um, we're going to go back to Mr. Moffat. Old Steve-O. Old Steve-O. And um, yeah, he's... Um, Again, like you were saying earlier, I'm not sure if this is one of his loose cannon moments or, you know, if this is uh, if this is true. But um, 
he's basically rubbished the idea of a Doctor Who movie. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with this, mate. I I I, to- I agree with what he says. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought about this a lot, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have as well, about the idea of having a a, a Doctor Who movie. Um, because we, we we obviously we've had it before, you know, and it didn't really go that well. Let's be honest. You know, mm. I, I, the, I'm, I'm referring to just the movie, the McGann. Oh, sorry, I thought I was thinking of the Peter Cushion movies. Oh, no, I'm, I'm talking about I was going to say, because I quite like those. <laughs> oh, right, no, I'm not referencing those. I'm talking about, about the McGann movie. The McGann movie, yeah. Mm. Um, so, like I said, we've had... Uh, I'm, I'm referencing, like, canon here, mate. Um, right. <laughs> you know, an official movie. It, it was okay. It doesn't really get a lot of love, does it? Let's be, let's be true. Well, the um, McGann movie? Yeah. Um, I think it's a 50-50. I, mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, and I think if it would have had... The only one thing that I can see that would be good about doing a movie now, would it would have a ton of money thrown at it, you know, and it would be a big, spectacular, huge thing. Mm. But I don't think that would suit it, though. That, that's why I, I agree with what Moffat's saying. I mean, he goes on, he does refer, reference some other stuff as well. Um, um, he, he goes on to say that, um, you know, would it be a different Doctor? And would be would be trying, you know, would they try and sell two different doctors at the same time? So, you know, yeah. would you have the TV doctor doing his thing, and then would you have the movie doctor doing his thing, and would it be the same actor or somebody else? And that's a bit of confusion. And he does actually say, you know, you don't have a James Bond on TV and then one in the cinema. If it's the same guy, then it's mm. the same guy, and it's um, you know, it's uh, and he goes on to say, we're talking of one of the biggest TV shows in the world. You know, it can't just be a medium-sized movie. It's got to be a colossal movie. Yeah, you know? that's, that's it. Yeah, and um, and I don't think that suits Doctor Who. You know, as as much as I like the the whole, because you remember when um, uh, when the Matt Smith, I think it was series seven, I think it was from series six or seven onwards, the scale of Doctor Who in mm. every episode it seemed very cinematic and very big and you know almost cinema-like. And it I think, did, yeah. yeah. And I think that's as far as it needs to go. What do you, what do you reckon on this? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think that this is the problem with doing a Doctor Who movie because in some ways I like the thought of it, but in other ways I, I totally agree with what you're saying because it's, it's difficult in terms of tying it in with the TV show itself. It's very difficult to make that work. Um, and also, I think you're right. I think once you... Once you, it would need a massive budget, um, but most of all, it'd need the right person to write it or or produce it. Because mm-hmm. you know, who's uh, what's the um, was it Peter Jackson? Was it that was a year or so back was sort of um, very strongly rumored he, he he wanted to do a movie, but yeah, it, yep. it, it was Peter Jackson, wasn't it? I yes. mean, I just can't, oh, you know, I mean, I, it's got to have the right person behind it, and I don't think um, I think one day there will be a Doctor Who movie, but I don't think I, I don't think it should be. For, for quite a while I don't know I just now doesn't seem the right time and I, and I agree with you it just wouldn't it would feel out of place I think at the minute just wouldn't yeah wouldn't work so. yeah and also the timing would have to be right because if you're going to do a Doctor Who movie you're going to need all of the ingredients mm. to make it work and that includes regeneration yeah you know yeah. I, I can't see a, a you know a two hour Doctor Who movie without I think as some well, big thing happening you know but it doesn't feel like we need it at the minute. I think no. that's the thing. When I say that, I think one day there will be. But it doesn't one feel like day. we need it at the minute because there's so much going on in the TV show itself that 
it, it sort of doesn't this doesn't feel the need for a TV movie. Uh, and also because they they do show some of the Doctor episodes in the cinema, which work perfectly well actually. Quite quite nice to go and watch a TV episode on the big screen. Yeah, you know, as a one-off. So there doesn't feel a need for for a Doctor Who movie at the moment. So I, I agree with Steve O over this one. I'm just looking yeah. at the picture they've used. Poor, he doesn't uh, <laughs> he doesn't look very happy in a lot of his pictures, does he? Poor old Stephen Moffat. No. I don't know whether they just always choose the worst pictures of him, but he um, yeah, he looks a bit sad in the picture on the website. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's something that. For the future, but way, way into the future, perhaps. Yeah, I, I agree with that, mate. Yeah, you know. I totally agree with you and and the Steve horse's o. mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is even funnier <laughs> when you're actually looking at this poor, sad picture of him. Indeed, Steve. I just want to give him a hug. Actually, I have given him a hug. <laughs> I have given Steve a hug in real life. Okay. So yeah, yeah, but he probably needs it more now. Was that by choice, or did you just go and do that? Um, I've got a funny picture. I'll see if I can dig it out. It was when I went to the proms at the Albert Hall uh, a few years ago now, and um, he was outside signing, and uh, and I just grabbed him for a picture. Um, and it does it does look like I'm giving him a very loving hug in it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can dig it out, and I'll post it on the Facebook page so you guys can see it. You were costed um, yeah, him. And yeah, I costed him with a, few, with a few other people. It's really nice, actually. People, you know, it was good. I just said to him how much I was enjoying it, because uh, I was at the time. I think it was Matt's first series had just gone out so it was around about then mm-hmm. yeah so old steve-o old steve-o yeah right buddy i think news is done yeah um so our review episode mm. um give it to me man talking to the 11th doctor yes it's uh amy's choice from series five someone something is overriding my controls well that took a while Honestly, I'd heard such good things. Last of the Time Lords, the oncoming storm, him in the bow tie. <laughs> How did you get into my TARDIS? What are you? What should we call me? Well, if you're the Time Lord, let's call me the Dream Lord. Nice look. This? No, I'm not convinced. Bow ties? Interesting. I'd love to be impressed, but um, Dream Lord, it's in the name, isn't it? Spooky, not quite there. And yet very much here. I'll do the talking, thank you. Amy, I want to take a guess at what that is. Um, Dream Lord, he creates dreams. Dreams, delusions, cheap tricks. And what about the gooseberry here? Does he get a guess? Uh, listen, mate, if anyone's the gooseberry round here, it's the doctor. Oh, well, there's a delusion I'm not responsible for. No, he is. Isn't he, Amy? Oh, Amy. You'd have to sort your men out. Choose, even. I have chosen. Of course. I've chosen. It's you, stupid. Oh, good. Thanks. It's you, stupid. (laughs) So, Amy's Choice, written by Simon Nye. Um, Mainly known for his comedy writing, he created Men Behaving Badly and things like that. Um, Mm. And I think this is his only story for doctor who uh correct me if i'm wrong no it is yeah yeah um and i have to say so well actually before we get into it but so the story is basically the the doctor rory and amy they're trapped in sort of two worlds one is reality and one is a dream and they've kind of got to figure out which is the reality and to survive basically haven't they that's yes that's the sort of gist of it well we think that one's reality and one's a dream yeah yeah and then we've got this mysterious other character and they're called the dream lord Mm -hmm. um who's sort of you know, goaded them into doing things and um, generally being pretty evil. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and it's, it's, I have to say, just off the bat, um, I love the concept. I actually really, really like the actual story itself, the storyline. I mm-hmm. think it's really, really good little, um, really good little idea. Yeah, it was a very cool idea. Really like the idea of having a um, a kind of two two world uh, approach where it flits between um, reality and dreams and stuff, and them frantically trying to figure out which is which. And um, and I like the I like the fact that there's also some 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 wants as well because you've got Rory who um, really wants one of them to be the reality. Mm, yes, you know what I mean. Yes. Even though he probably knows deep down it, it's it's not, but he really desperately wants it to be. And then you've got the Doctor who's trying to be completely logical and rational, and you've got um, uh, Amy who's kind of in between. You know, she yeah. doesn't really, she doesn't really, because she's convinced that when she lands in each one, that that is the real one. You know, and she's kind of torn, and yeah, it kind of uh, plays on this almost kind of pseudo love triangle. Yeah, um, I like that because it's kind of mixed in. It mixed in mm. with the story of them being trapped between these two worlds. Yeah, you've got this brilliant concept of it's all about Amy, you know, her sort of um, having to make decisions. And, you know, like you said, because she's pregnant in one of the worlds mm-hmm. and that's the one Rory wants to be true is them settled and living in this village and all that sort of thing. And obviously in the real world, they're, you know, they're with traveling with the doctor. So it's a really nice little sort of two stories sort of merged into one, really. I think yeah. that works really, really well. I really like that. Yeah, it's very cool. And um, I liked that. At the beginning of the story, um, it doesn't um, it, it doesn't really give too much away immediately. Mm. I, I, I really like the fact that you see Rory and Amy in their kind of you know serene little cottage, and she's pregnant, and um, Rory's Rory, got a ponytail. He's grown out a nice little ponytail. <laughs> yeah, I, I quite like that because you, you immediately think, "What's going on here?" Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah. You think. Uh, this doesn't seem completely right that these two are like this. Something yeah. can't be right. You, 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 it gets you guessing, you know, straight straight from the off. And I, that, I thought that was quite cool. Um, and then, okay, so the, the, going on the story, um, what did you think to um, the the aliens in this? Before we get on to like the actual core, uh, of, what of the, the, story. the zombie grannies? The zombie grannies, yeah, because they <laughs> kind of. Um, they, I found that they were a little bit plot filler. They are. Do you think so? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can't pronounce how I can't pronounce their name either. Even when the doctor said it, I had to rewind a couple of times to try and work out what he was saying. And uh, in the end, I looked it up and I still can't pronounce it. They are a bit plot filler. I can overlook it though because it's the dream. So I, I they kind right. of, um, I think they could have done a bit more with it because obviously in a dream, you know, you're it's sort of limitless in what what could happen. So um, yeah, I think they could have done more with them. Maybe it was a budgetary thing. Um, but I think the bit with the eyes coming out of the mouth looks pretty good. It looks pretty gruesome, actually. It's that quite horrible. Yeah, was, and uh, yeah. I think the effect still looks pretty good. It's quite a simple idea. Um, but it's not, it's not so good when they're sort of shuffling towards them and, uh, you know, that d- doesn't quite, you know, they're not exactly scary when they're sort of um, chasing them across the field in, with a Zimmer frame, if you know what I mean. It's almost <laughs> comical. Yeah. <laughs> so in that sense, they don't really work. Yeah. Um, I like your description of the um, the zombie grannies. That's quite cool. Zombie grannies, yeah. yeah. I do I do love the bit where Rory has to, 
whack one around the head of a bit of wood and he doesn't want to do it because it's an old yeah. granny even though it's not it's really an alien and aim is just like whacker yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah brilliant i mean actually yeah. that that's one of the things i love about this episode is there's some really great humor in it yes. um and it's delivered really well it's not clunky it, it it really flows well with the sort of drama and and what's going on so i i, I think it's actually quite a well-written script actually for this one yes it was um you know and I, and I think the three leads you know uh matt karen and arthur i think they do a really good job here the chemistry between the three of them is brilliant i think it's and great as i yeah. say there's a lot of really good lines in this you know and they all yeah. do do deliver the lines well it, it, i found it quite a, an enjoyable watch yeah and the aliens in this then mm. i'm gonna try it the echnadine Something like that. <laughs> yeah, Echnodyne, that sounds about right. Are they real aliens then? Or are they just something that's been dreamed up for that dream state? I think they've just been dreamed up, you see. That's, okay. that's how that's how I took it. Because I was thinking the same as you. I was thinking, no, they weren't really used. You know, it was a bit, like you said, they were kind of just there for the sake of adding a bit of drama because I wasn't too sure why they suddenly decide to attack. Yeah. But I guess it's just because it's the dream. That's, that's the only well it can get around it really because yeah it doesn't don't know it does, does seem a little bit convenient you know i think it's just there to add a bit of drama really okay yeah because you know? yeah because i'm still torn on that i'm not sure if mm. they're real aliens that we just haven't seen yet within a doctor who story or if it's something that the doctor's dreamed up i don't know mind you actually they could be real because the doctor knows who they are doesn't he, he names them so yeah and you know, spoilers here. I'm sure you've all watched it, listeners. But obviously, the you know the Doctor. This is all actually really in the Doctor's mind, isn't it? Yeah. So he would know the alien. So yeah, in theory, I suppose they they could be a real alien that he's met. You know, and but they've appeared in his dream for some reason. So yeah, they probably are real, but not in the dream. Just not <laughs> you in. See the, what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean, they're not real then, but they are real in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. It gets yeah, a I think bit, that's clear. Yeah. I think it gets a bit dreamy, weemy. <laughs> it does yeah, if that's does. the right phrase yeah dreamy weeby I like how this story kicks off as well you know when um, they're in Upper Ledworth at the beginning yeah I love how the doctor kind of takes a few steps forward and he's like this is going to be a tricky one and he's got yes. this really cool little grin on his face like you know he can just sense the danger and the adventure and I love that about Matt Smith he's yeah. Yes, I know exactly what you mean because he gives a sort of a worried look and then it's straight away into a little grin of, hmm, quite like this. Yeah, that's yeah. what I love about Matt's Doctor. And um, I, do, I really, really liked him in this. Again, I I like Matt's Doctor a lot in Series 5. And um, before he got a bit too zany and quirky, I think he's really, really strong in the series, which is surprising because it's his first series. Um, but yeah, that's what I love about his Doctor, this sort of um, love and the excitement and the thrill of, of what's going on, even when he's in the, you know, uh, terrible danger sort of thing. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I was gonna. Yeah, the he when you mention the chemistry between those three, um, it is it is quite surprising because it's their first se uh, first series, mm. um, and then Rory he does. I don't know. Rory's um, Arthur Darvey. He's got this really cool, this really cool way of acting where he's so good at playing the, um, like the almost the silent. Um, idiot, if you like. Yeah. I mean, not an intentional idiot, but he's just, you know, the the doctor always picks on him a little bit, the same way that um, uh, uh, Eccleston did with Mickey. Um, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's got that. It's got that same kind of, you know, I've picked my companion, 
I'm not 100% thrilled with having a tag-along of a companion. Mm. If You know, it's got that, that sense of, you know, he's, he's picking on him quite a bit. And Rory, is, I don't know, he, Arthur Darville's got this amazing talent of just playing this. And it's hard to describe as well, because he's not playing it intentionally to be like a buffoon and like just comic relief. Mm. He, you know, he's got a lot of feeling there, and you can tell that he's absolutely besotted with Amy. You know, yeah. he'll do anything for her, but... You know, he—I don't know—he's got like this. He, he's just like one of these house husbands that just gets his ass kicked by his <laughs> missus constantly, and he just loves it. You know, yeah, he just you can doesn't see, care. You can see he's wearing the trousers in in that relationship, can't you? Yeah. And yeah, no, I know, I know exactly what you mean. His performance is very sort of cool. He's playing a bit of a sort of nerdy character, but he plays it in a very cool way. The way he delivers the the lines and the humour is bang on, uh, especially you know with with Matt and with Karen. Yeah. You know, whenever they've got sort of scenes together, it, it just works brilliantly. Yeah, I really really do do like uh, Rory's character. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of times when Amy was she was quite miffed with the Doctor, and Rory didn't say anything, but he just kind of you know zipped his 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 uh, his jacket up quite angrily and gave yeah. him like a little stare and walked off and you think come on come on Rory you wouldn't be able to do anything would you mate anyway let's, you <laughs> I, know. I love it when he cuts his ponytail off at the end in a, in a sort of very dramatic comical scene <laughs> you, you know you think he's because he gets his scissors out and you're like what's he gonna do and he's like you know sacrificing the ponytail and uh, she <laughs> says something like oh I was just starting to like it you know there's, there's some really great great scenes in this I tell you I, I, I enjoyed it the first time I watched it you know, way when it was first transmitted, and I watched it again yesterday, and I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a really—I think it's a really great little episode. It's, cool. um, it's almost like Rory was coming into his own towards the end because when they're in that house and um, uh, the zombie grannies are attacking, mm. um, <laughs> he's like, "I'll take care of this, Chubs." He, he, yeah. kind, he kind of speaks up and he gets a little bit braver as the as the episode goes on because I think he's so he—it's—it's it's weird because the story makes them aware of both their different states doesn't it when, when they wake yeah. up or fall asleep whichever way you want to call it into the other one they don't forget what they did they're fully aware of what's happening in each one and i think he's kind of desperate to prove to amy that he can handle stuff it's not all about the doctor being a hero yeah that's right yeah and that was yeah. cool i like how that was written because yeah it does it explores the characters sort of within the story that's what i love about it yeah you know you actually yeah you do get this sort of progression of you know the doctor um, being in the middle of Amy and Rory's relationship, but it's not done in a sort of clunky way. It's sort of, it just it's, it's part of the story, and it's really well done, I think. Yeah. Um, just going to say about the Upper Ledworth, you mentioned the location there. It's a great location again. Did you notice how it looked like it must have been a, the worst rainiest day in Wales when they were filming? Did you notice how you could see the rain pouring down and they're just acting as if it's not raining? And yeah. could you, Did you notice that? Like In all the outside scenes, you can see... It's bucketing down, and um, yep. they're just sort of carrying on, sitting on the bench as if it's a, you know, dry sunny day or whatever. But you can see it's dripping in every scene, and there's one scene where they're running towards that sort of fort or whatever it is, and you can see it's absolutely bucketing down. I, I bet that it was quite a, you know, nightmare to film in all that. Yeah, I think it was. There was some light snow or sleet at one point as well because yes. it looked like quite light so it must have been freezing cold as well yeah i think it's when on the bench i noticed that yeah i think it probably was sleet because it's it does yeah it's you can see it really clearly on the screen but you know obviously they're sort of pretending it's not happening but it's a great little location that works well yeah it's in skenvlith in all oh, right okay Skenlith, yeah and um it was really muddy as well 
Everywhere yeah. they were going outside, it was waterlogged and muddy as hell. They must have hated that. The the production guys must have been like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's bucketing it down. It's muddy everywhere. But the thing is, you don't really get that sense from the performances, though. They just get on with all. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love. That's what I mean. I think they, they just carry on as if, it, you know, nothing's happening. And um, yeah, which is great. I, d I wonder if that location is on the tour, actually. I wonder if you get to go there. I don't think I'd so, like mate. to go to that bit. No, it's probably a bit far out, isn't it's, it? Yeah, I think it's miles away. Yeah. It would be cool so to visit, though. It would. I, I was thinking that yesterday. I think I'd quite like to go go there, to, to Upper Ledworth or, or whatever it's really called. You um, like your locations, don't you? I do like my locations. <laughs> let's talk about the Dream Lord, Toby Jones. Yes. He's yeah. brilliant, isn't he? He is the, well, he's the second best thing in this episode for me. Second best? Yeah. What's the first? Um, the the principal, uh, right, cast, right. Um, Matt's, uh, Matt, Karen, and Arthur—they're the best in it for me. Their chemistry and their scenes yeah. together. Um, but the Dream Lord, he was just brilliant. I loved it. Absolutely yeah. love it. I think Toby Jones is is great. It's such a brilliant pitch between evilness and sort of light humour, and you know the, the interaction with him and Matt. Just loved it. I love the way they keep chopping to scenes as well. I love things that go a little bit surreal. You know, like when he's in the butcher's shop and suddenly he's behind the butcher's counter in a butcher's oh, outfit. Yeah. You yeah. know, all these little sort of, you know, little costume changes. And yeah, I really, really like, like the Dream Lord. I, I was sort of thinking I'd love to see him come back, but his story is kind of all wrapped up, isn't it? It's kind of done because he's not, he's just sort of part of the mm -hmm. doctor's consciousness, isn't he? So it's not really be difficult to bring him back you know what i mean his story is sort of kind of overdone by the end of it which is a shame because I, I think he's really really good and I, I i almost wish he was in it more actually because he does sort of keep popping up but he's not in it all that much is he he's in it i think he's in it enough i think yeah. they, they 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 wrote it well because mm. you know you can have too much of a good thing and um i think he's in it in, well did you want to see him a bit more then throughout the episode I don't know. I pro probably he's probably in the episode enough. You're probably right, but I think I just I could easily watch him in another episode. I think yeah, he probably is in this one just just enough. But yeah. I love it when he's on screen. I just Toby Jones is such a great little actor, and um, he plays the sort of evilness really well. And I love the fact that he looks like the Doctor at the start, where he's got the jacket <laughs> and the bow tie. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just really really liked that character. Yeah, yeah I thought he was awesome, and Toby Jones played that just. Just bang on, didn't he? Yeah, definitely. I think there's. Um, they could have played it the other way. They could have played it a lot more, um, a, a direct nastiness and threat. You know, they could have had some weird, strange monster robot-y thing like Paradise Towers or something. But they, <laughs> I think the fact that they had an actual person, and like you say, the way he played it, he had this really like uncomfortable evilness to him. But the way that he delivered it was very almost likable, and I think yeah. that makes it more more chilling. Yeah, for us, I guess it reminds me of the um, Celestial Toy Maker in in the Hartnell episode, just sort of playing this game and really just loving seeing you know seeing them in this situation and just you know the evilness of just having them trapped in a game. Yeah, you know, yeah. it kind of reminded me of that. And I I remember the first time I watched it when the Doctor says to him. Um, you know, because all the way through thinking, who is the Dream Lord? I, me I remember thinking at the time, even could it be the Master or something like that? Because of the only because of the bit where the Doctor says, um, you know, I know who you are. Only one person could hate me as much as you do. Yes. And I remember thinking, yep. who's that? Who could possibly? But of course, 
I suppose in a way then the doctor's talking about himself, is he? Yes. When he says that, yep. which is a bit of a, you know, why does the doctor hate himself? It's always a bit of the new series that's kind of irked me a little bit. This doctor sort of beating himself up too much. Um, oh, the whole Gallifrey. If, yeah. Thing. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, it, you know, it, it works well in this episode. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that really works so well for who when they do that correctly where you have mm. you know some of the good stories with the master from the classic stuff yeah i think that works the best when they really play on the master being the opposite to the doctor that yin yang you know yeah yeah exactly thing. and i think there's a, a a big element of of that in this episode where you it's obviously the doctor's you know, a part of the doctor and it's really that jekyll and hyde you know he he's he's portraying everything that they don't want to hear you know mm. almost it's like the doctor's thoughts that he may have thought at some point but as you know would never say it um you know it's his dark side really coming out and and i, I love that I, I think it's such a cool concept um, yeah because he because he does actually um a touch on that the character himself he does say you know oh the big hero and that sort of thing and when he's trying to wind the three of them up saying that pointy nose and you know he's calling rory names and <laughs> yeah. calling him the gooseberry and stuff like that and yeah. he's making amy choose, choose effectively not just which reality to go for but which of you know her two loves if you like yeah um you know to go for and when he's goading her into like you know do you pick like the the tall dark hero or the the bumbling you know pointy nose whatever and um and it's yeah, it's it's almost like he 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 knows the one thing that's going to wind him up. You know, he he knows exactly what to say in order to get that reaction from them and to get them worked up and to confuse them and you know and get into their heads so that they don't make this correct decision. So yeah, so well written. Yeah, very good. That, that's what. Yeah, I was just going to say that's what I love actually is this dual storyline of you know like the what's going on with the dream law, but also the fact it's sort of all about Amy making the choice you know because she's besotted with the doctor but obviously she's in love with rory and you know i love the the parallel of the two stories um yeah. they work they sort of gel really really nicely i think yeah. I, yeah I love the bit where the the dream lord um sends the tardis towards the is it called a cold star or something like that a cold star yeah cold star and it starts yeah. freezing and it's really well done isn't it that you know the tardis console all frozen over and that looks fantastic i thought fact, I yeah. thought the effects looked pretty decent for the time i thought thought they they looked pretty good yeah i was gonna say i really like the um the tardis interior when it's all covered in frost and yeah and snow it looks really good is it uh did you did you get a bit teary when um rory dies i think is this this may be the first time he dies because rory does <laughs> does have quite a few deaths yeah i think trying to think what came before this now i might be wrong because it's been a while since i've i've watched them but I think this might have been the first time Rory dies. I seem to remember thinking at the time, you know, oh no, surely they're not going to kill off poor old Rory. And it is a bit sad, isn't it? You know, because it's done quite, again, quite subtly. She doesn't sort of burst out into tears or go crazy. She just sort of sits there looking at the pile of dust and she realises, you know, what what it would be like if she really did lose him, I think. Yeah. Because she, she, yeah. she then decides that that is not reality, doesn't she? There and there. And as soon as Rory's a pile of dust on the floor... That's it for that's it for Amy. She's made the choice. She's like she suddenly realizes if this is reality and I do lose Rory, you know I do you know that I don't want to be part of it. So that's so I, I like that that that's the sort of decision point. Yeah, you know? I think I'm trying to rewind my memory if you like mm. back to the first time because I think I've, I think this is maybe 
the third or fourth time possibly that I've seen this one. And uh, yeah. I, th- I think the first time I watched it, I think I was a little bit, oh my God. Um, I think I was as well. It's yeah. difficult because, you know, as I said, Rory did die a couple of times and I can't really remember um, when I first watched it, but I have a feeling it might be. Yeah, I think it is the yeah. first time that Rory chokes it. Yeah. And it, it prob- probably for the best because, as I say, that does then make Amy realise what she's got because she is being a bit of a... You know, um, a flirt up until now, isn't she? I think, yeah. you know, all this sort of stuff going on with the doctor, and she does give Rory a bit of a. Well, you feel sorry for Rory, don't you? A lot of the time yeah. in the, in series five, she he does she does put him on a bit of a back burner. <laughs> so it's quite nice that she finally realizes what she's got. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, and just before we get on to review, uh, scores, um, there was a bit actually at the very end where. The doctor looks down at the console oh, yeah, and he sees yeah. the reflection of the Dream Lord. Yes, I loved that. So he might not be dead and buried. Yeah, because just to sort of tie up. So it turns out to be psychic pollen trapped in the console, Yeah, uh, which is actually inducing the doctor into a dream. So it's kind of all the doctor's dream, isn't it? It's like there isn't actually two parallel worlds. There's sort of three or whatever and it's yeah so it's all really the doctor's sort of in the doctor's head due to this psychic pollen which is um i think just about works it's uh, you know yeah yeah, i i that's do you know what it's the only sort of downside to to the episode for me is the clunkiness when right at the very end when it cuts from the two dream worlds the doctor realizes that neither of the worlds are real Mm -hmm. and then he sort of it, it it just cuts to them walking down the stairs in the tardis from the you know he sort of I don't know what he does. Does he blow up the TARDIS or what? Yeah, he blows it up, doesn't he? He blows it up. Right. It just it just fades to white, and then as it just cuts straight away to the them in the console, and that's the only downside. It feels very clunky and almost like a rushed ending. Really, I don't know. Maybe they needed a shot of the TARDIS blowing up, and they couldn't afford to do it, or what? I don't know. But mm, the ending, yeah. the, the tie up, doesn't quite work for me uh, as well as it should, and that's that's probably my only the sort of downside of the episode, really. Yeah, it was a little bit. I see what you mean. It was a little bit clunky, I guess. The way I they think even it if it had faded in, because it's just the way it fades to white and then just cuts. I think if it had just sort of faded back into the console or them sort of waking up or on the floor or something, I don't know. Hmm. Not too sure, really. Okay. But yeah. But overall, I, I think it's really good. Yeah, we might see him again. Maybe uh, um, maybe some big finish. That'd be cool. Ah, oh, that would be good. Yeah. yeah. But I do love that scene you just mentioned. I, lo- I love the fact he looks at the console and sees the reflection of the dream lord in it and then it switches back to him or whatever it does is really really good idea love yeah, it it's cool so mate overall overall uh, i think it's your turn to go first this week okay uh, well yeah i just thought it was really enjoyable um it's brimming with good ideas i think loads of great stuff going on um i'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten eight out of ten yeah okay I'm only sort of down it because of the ending, really. I felt the ending just a bit rushed, but overall, really, really strong, good episode, I thought. Okie dokie. I'm going to give this a 7.5. Okay. Yeah, I had, I actually got loads of different scores written on my notes here. Um, I think it's, um, yeah, because I, I had an 8 written down first, then I had a 7, then I had an 8.5, and then... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to settle on 7.5, I think, because um, the reason why I knocked it down from an 8 is only because um, I just wanted to see see more stuff between the Dream Lord 
and the the, the trio. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more. Um, and I thought the aliens were a little bit lackluster. They could have been used a bit more. Um, and also there was um, there's a there was a small element of I, I just I just didn't really appreciate the twist at the end. Like you say, I think that wasn't done to the best, really. Where mm. where throughout the whole episode, you had the choice between dream and reality, and then they wake up and the Doctor has to blow up the TARDIS because they're actually both dreams. Yeah, I think that could have they could have alluded to that slightly earlier and played on that a little bit more. Otherwise, though, it was a great episode. I really I really enjoyed it. It was a good watch. I know, I know. Do you know? I know what you mean about struggling to score. Actually, I, I, I initially wrote eight, and then I d- went down seven point five, and then I changed it back to an eight. It is difficult because it, it's not perfect. You know, there are. Yeah. I think the thing is, there's so many great ideas in it. And there's so many great bits in it um, that it, there's just a couple of bits that needed sort of polishing up um, that would have brought it up. So I know what you mean. It's, um, it's a difficult one to score. The reason I actually went back up to an eight, cause I did sort of go down to 7.5. The reason I went back up to an eight is because of the enjoyment factor. Cause I was sat here thinking it's not perfect, but I really enjoyed it. So yeah. that's, that's the reason I went back up to an eight. Okay. Yeah. So cool. yeah. So very good. Right. What did our listeners think? Yeah. I got a couple on Twitter very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Whovians are us. Uh, they said, Amy's Choice, worst of Series 5. No. Bad acting really in places, no. bad ending, uh, 6 out of 10. Really? Bad bad acting? No, yeah. I think the acting's great. Mm. Um, and then this is an interesting Twitter name, uh, Mumble5557 forward slash Rob Jones. Oh, yeah, I know Mumble. Hi, Mumble. Mumble. Yep. Uh, it's a decent episode, cleverly structured, but like any story, it lacks slightly. I would rate it a 7, but it is good. Right. Okay. Thanks for that. Um, Facebook. Have you got anything on yours? Uh, on yeah, your I've got, got a few. Yeah, um, Ryan Anthony. He says not only not only this is an amazing story in series five, but also my best fifth best episode of Modern Who altogether. All right, so he rates it really highly. Cool. Brilliantly and cleverly written with an interesting yet original concept. Yeah, I think so. Uh, sensational acting from Matt, Karen and Arthur and also Toby Jones. I really liked the character of the Dream Lords. It was a clever idea. I thought he was humorous, sarcastic and still sinister. Yeah, perfect. He was. Yeah. yeah. Good mix of three. A great and strong episode in my opinion. 8.5 out of 10. And then he's put, how to have to go now, I'm feeling a bit sleepy. And then he's put in some bird song, he's put a tweet, of it, which is good. That's another thing I liked, actually. It was the, the, the birds, you know, sort of constantly, you knew they was going to slip out of the dream when you heard the birds. I thought that was worked quite well. Simple idea. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, I'm, fe- I'm feeling sleepy, Gary. Uh, I've got Callum MacArthur, who's uh, otherwise known as Cousins. Okay, Our old friend Cousins. He says, uh, this story is one of my favourite ones of Series 5. Love the idea of picking one world against the other. Uh, He wishes the Dream Lord would come back. Cool. So, yeah, I'd like to see him back. Uh, Devin Baker says, uh, good and in my top 10. Best Matt Smith story and I I forget to give Survival 8 out of 10 a good story. Oh, so maybe he's talking about survival from our other review. Um, Sean Hughes, he says he loved that episode. Uh, Still think that the Dream Lord was the celestial toy maker. Oh, that's interesting because I I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, it's definitely a comparison. Yeah. Uh, George Coppen, he says he likes the idea of the Dream Lord and the Frozen Star. Bit disappointed that bit was a dream as well, but overall a pretty good episode. Anthony Stone Street, second best story of Smith's era in his opinion. And Stuart Stockwin, he says, I personally thought that 
the dust effect shot was very good. Oh, on the TARDIS, I think he means. Yeah, it did look good. Yeah. And finally, Robert Lifko, very short and sweet, just says, pretty good, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Rob, uh, Robert, because he often comments, I think he's quite hard to please uh, on this one. <laughs> but overall, it's, um, yeah, pretty positive comments from, from the listeners on on the yeah. Geek Sandbag Facebook. What about the Blue Box Facebook? Yeah. Um, Matthew Gibson, Duxbury. Uh, says he would have given it an 8 out of 10. Uh, really enjoyed it and very engrossing for me. Um, he likes the... Um, a dream lord a lot like the veil yard and is one mm. of matt's stronger episodes out of his whole run as the doctor um uh, i think the story so far in you who only works with amy and rory's characters so for that is unique and um would not work with the likes of rose and mickey which is a fair point yeah i think i think he's got a good point there yep. yeah um uh devon baker again hi devon <laughs> hi devon uh, a great story to accompany a great series that only matt smith um uh, for series five um it's a bit ooh what's going to happen what's going to happen um eight out of ten yeah uh cool. lanto williams uh, i really like this episode i like the idea of the dream lord it's quite similar to the dream crabs in the christmas special uh one mm. of the better stories of this series nine out of ten yeah cool Good. uh who addicts and this is matt hi matt uh, it says, I quite liked it. The concept was very clever. The Dream Lord was brilliant, and it really tested the characters' minds, which was great. Um, my only nitpicks was the murderous pensioners, um, <laughs> and that the plot was a little bit predictable to the viewer. He goes on to say, other than that, he likes the story. Um, it's not one to rush to rewatch, but there it is. He enjoyed it, 7 out of 10. Okay, yeah, to, to me, I actually think it is one that I, I enjoy rewatching, actually. Yeah. But otherwise, I agree with uh, your points, Matt. Yeah, cheers, dude. And... Um, yeah, the Who Addicts, uh, their Whovians, um Unite stuff is looking interesting at the moment. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's building up well, actually. Yeah, so looking forward to that, guys. Uh, Daniel um, Spelligman. Uh, but, hey, guys, I really enjoyed this episode. It's quite a unique story um, from what I can remember. Reminded me a bit of Shaun of the Dead for some reason. He doesn't, he's not sure why. <laughs> well, um, no, I can, I can see that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the villain is great, and I'm overjoyed that Moffat never used him again because I bet he wouldn't be half as good in a second episode. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I said I'd love to see him return. Maybe he should, you know, maybe he should just be in that one because he's so good at it. You know, it's yeah. a bit like, a bit like the the Weeping Angels. You bring them back and they're never as good the second time. So yeah, I kind of agree with him. Yeah, eight out of ten for Daniel. Um, Kieran Knight, um, I've come to really appreciate this story. Um, used to have quite a long comment, so I'm just going to pick out some bits. Definitely one of Matt Smith's best. Uh, the Dream Lord's insults to Rory backs up the fact he's meant to be a darker side of the Doctor. Very cool. Mm. Um, hopefully we'll have Simon Nye back one day, possibly as head writer. Oh, don't know about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stoogie, um, it's quite a creepy story, and the pension is add to it. The Dream Lord is surely due a return appearance. Possibly. Uh, Stuart mm. Stockwin again. Hi, Stuart. Um, an episode I'll either enjoy or in the middle, pretty much like the rest of Series 5. The worst series yet. In no, capitals. no, no, no. When I first watched this, I didn't really like it much. But as the years have gone on, I've grown to like it. Um, he likes the whole premise of the Doctor, Amy and Rory dreaming about different adventures. Um, Rory was annoying. Uh, just like usual in this series, and I always enjoy watching the Dream Lord scenes until he says anything can happen. I just can't watch the rest of this episode without thinking of that. 5.5 after a rewatch, 6.5. Mm. Now, I don't agree with about Series 5. I think Series 5 is actually really good. Yep. 
Thanks for your opinion, though, mate. Um, and lastly, uh, Jonas Sorensen. Hello, Gary and Adam. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is a really great and complex story. The Dream Lord is amazing, and I love that he isn't used more than this story, even though he's a great character. Also, it's my favourite Doctor and favourite modern companions. Eight out of ten, one of their better stories. Cool, yeah. Which I agree with. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yep. Um, so thank you very much, guys, for jumping on Twitter and Facebook. Um, so quite well received overall, a couple of um, people not liking it, but um, I guess that's the good thing about about Doctor Who. It divides opinion, which is cool. Yeah, no, it does. And I think, you know, this is... Uh, I think this is an episode that could divide opinion because of the sort of outcome of it. But I think overall, yeah, I think it's been pretty positive feedback on this one. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoy rewatching it. I have to say, I, 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 li- I do like this one. Yeah. And I think that's cool. I think it'd be, if you've got an opinion that it's great or it's absolutely rubbish, I think that's equally good. I think if you're indifferent mm. and you're like, yeah, whatever, I think that's, that's the worst, the worst one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think there is some of Matt's stories that are like that. I was going to say, when, when we talk about best of, Matt Smith's era. Um, for me, this is one of the better ones. I think Matt had a bit of a um, dodgy run at times. I think there yeah. are stories that are, are well below par, but for me, this is one certainly isn't one of them. I think this is a great story. No, I agree, mate. Yeah. So I think that's going to wrap. Okay. So that wraps up episode 37. Yep. 37, yeah. 37. Thank you very much for joining us on this one. I hope you enjoyed giving you some cool newsy bits. And then smashing through our review of Amy's Choice. Mm. 7.5 for me, 8 for Adam, which is, uh, yeah. I think you'd agree with mostly, which is cool. Um, so our Q&A, which yes. we mentioned on the last episode. Um, there's still time to send in your questions. and We're not doing it until next week's show. Um we might have a little technical gremlin with our email. So if you want to send in um, an audio clip or email over your YouTube link, um, you can now send it directly to either of us. Just send it to gary at bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk or you can send it direct to Adam, adam at bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk um, or if you haven't got the audio equipment or YouTube cameras or any of that nonsense, um, then just jump over to the Q&A post. It's on our Facebook page. You can pop your questions on there too. Yeah. And we'll do our best to answer them. We've had, some, we've had a few good ones in so far. That's it. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. I always like to, to be grilled by the listeners. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to what you guys come up with. Yeah, but yeah if you sure. want to get your voice on the, on the podcast, just send us an audio clip or, or a YouTube clip and we'll lift the audio and we'll, we'll put it into the podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to hear your own voice on our podcast, just send in a YouTube or an audio clip. Either way, it's all good. Otherwise, we're going to get some extras actors in to do some voiceovers like they used to do on Points of View, doing silly voices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we might well do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's coming up next week? Oh, next week. Well, it's about time we did some First Doctor, don't you think? Hmm? Mm-hmm. So it's the uh, it's the time meddler next week. The time meddler. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, the time meddler. So that's going to be an interesting one because I haven't really watched... Um, I've, I'm yet to watch that one. I've got it. I ordered it ready for this this review next week, so uh, I will be watching that at least once over the next five six days. Bit Hartnell, yeah, looking forward looking forward to this. I'm rubbing my lapels with my thumbs as we speak. Hmm. 
um, so thank you very much for joining us and um, be sure to check out the Geeks Handbag Adam's YouTube channel just do a search for that on either Facebook or YouTube check out all of his cool cool stuff cheers man and until next week my name's Gary and my name's Adam until then and, and on Z, on Z. Z.